Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. So we got Christians who God wants to bring into great increase in their life. I remember the first time I sold something and made a million dollars. Let me just tell you something. There is an experience when you take one check for a million fifty-three thousand dollars and put it in the bank that you don't, and I've done that a couple times, that you don't owe anything on. You can do anything in the world with it. You still have income. You still have just, just a million fifty-three thousand free and clear that you made in a transaction. Let me just tell you something. There's something about putting a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> that will touch you in your soul. (laughs) Before I forget this scripture, I want to read it. Can I get any help tonight? Y'all all right? I don't know if I'm feeling any love on the right side of the room, but thank you. Now I'm going to read, I'm going to read three or four scriptures in a row here. I'm going to read one in Exodus. So you guys can keep up with me. But I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 20, verse 21. This is in the Amplified Classic Bible says, An inheritance hastily gotten by greedy or unjust means at the beginning, in the end it will not be blessed. Proverbs chapter 20 in the same verse in the English Standard Version said, An inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. In the Today's Living Bible says, Quick wealth is not a blessing in the end. What happens to most lottery winners? What happens to the money they win? They lose it. Watch this now. Watch this. It's because it came to them, it fell on their head like a ripe cherry off a tree. Watch this. They didn't have to do anything to get it. Therefore, when it did come to them, they didn't know how to handle it. In other words, let me say it to you this way. If you become a millionaire, right, or if you win a million dollars, you best become a millionaire in your thinking so you get to keep the money. So what happens to most lottery winners? They lose it. What happens to most Christians? Most Christians couldn't handle wealth that came to them any better than a lottery winner because we're still living for manna. Now listen, don't let me be critical to you on this. I just want you to hear the balance. The balance says, if you don't, Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. So thank God we live in a country where we can get a job. Thank God we can live in a country, a great country where the economy is good and you can work. But I'm talking to a handful of you here tonight that will hear the whistle, the dog whistle that I'm blowing. The great wealth does not come by working a job and getting paid and saving up money to get there. 
Great wealth comes when you learn how to handle what I call transactional money. In other words, you know how to go out and do business at whatever arena you're in. And when you learn how to handle uh, what I call transactional money, then it frees you up from the devotional money. The devotional money is not money you live from. Devotional money is money you give to God. Transactional money that's attracted to you because you know how to handle it and you know what to do. That's where great wealth is stewarded. The reason we don't see it in the body of Christ is because many people in the body of Christ are still either in the wilderness or back in Egypt and still going into the promised land. Man, this is going over really good. I can't tell you the amount of love I'm feeling up here. Now, the Bible says in the verse we read, so the strongholds have to be cast down. Part of what I'm doing tonight is I hopefully, by the time I land this airplane here, I'm flying, that I help you understand how you got to change your thinking, all right? How, how you have to. Because the Bible says this in, in verse 12 that I just read of Joshua chapter 5. Then manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the what? Everybody say that with me, land. And the children of Israel no longer had So the minute you start eating from the produce of the land, now wait now, God is no respecter of persons. So if he'll give the nation of Israel and each person in that nation their own land, God's no respecter of persons, he'll give you and I our land. David said, my my boundaries around my life have fallen to me in pleasant places. If God, watch this, when God wanted to bring them out of Egypt, and get Egypt out of them when God wanted to do that, and he got ready to bring them into the promised land. Watch this now, watch this. Their increase in their life and prosperity did not begin until they moved into their land. They had a cloud, right, by day, and a pillar of fire by night, and they had a manna falling from heaven, and when they got to be fussing and complaining, then God sent some quail because they wanted meat. But everything that came just dropped on their head like a ripe cherry off a tree. When God got ready and moved them out of the wilderness and brought them into the promised land, it was in the promised land they ate the produce of their land. I'm convinced many Christians today, because God's no respecter of persons, he's got a land for you and he's got a land for me, but many Christians are still living on the other side of the Jordan, not going in, and watch this, and they're not eating the produce of the land that God has already ordained for them to go into because their mindset is keeping them out. Now wait, think with me for a minute. The Bible said they were going into their land. The land, and and I want you to hear my heart on this. It is when you get into the land, that's where the produce is. But when the nation of Israel got ready to go in, there was giants in the land, there was walled cities in the land, and we've heard that preached on many times, but we we may be looking at that wrong. Because one of the things that happens and I'm going to see if I can get this out tonight, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me because I got it in me, and I want to be able to get it out of me. That what happens with us is that when we give, Luke 6.38, when we bring our tithe and our offering, or when we sow our seed, I want you to hear this now. When we bring our tithe and offering or we sow our seed, we still have a mindset 
that the way the money's going to come back is God's going to drop it like manna. But the way God really brings it to us is when we, when we bring our tithe or sow our seed in an offering or, or we do other things to bless the kingdom and we do that what I call in a devotional way, God blesses the land transactionally so that the produce of the land comes back and brings produce to me. And so in one case, I get a $100 bill. That's manna, which was I was grateful for, and it's a financial miracle. But over here, I get one deal that's $160,000, another deal that's a million fifty-three, maybe another bill, million that's that, uh, another one that's two and a half million. You get these deals. Now, let me ask you, am I going to be able to bless somebody with a $100 bill or two and a half million? Now, wait, I'm not done. In fact, I'm just getting started. Here's what it says. And they ate of the produce of the land. And the very last part says this. The very last part of the verse says, And they ate of the food of the land of Canaan that year. Anybody know what the word Canaan means? It means merchant or trader. Canaan was a prosperous land. And it was a prosperous land because it was known as the land of merchants and tradesmen. Let me ask you this. Were they doing any merchanting or, or trading when they were slaves in Egypt? No, not, not in a way that would prosper them or bless them. So if we're over here camping out with a mindset of manna, the reason that I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it takes knowledge, understanding, and wisdom and most people don't even take the time to go get the specific knowledge they need. You don't, you're not going to be able to use the knowledge until you step over here into understanding. And you don't get any understanding until you actually get in the game. So I have my two grandsons here tonight, and I can stand in the backyard and play baseball with them. I'm a left-hander, and play like my, my second grandson, and I can play pitch with them. Watch this now. I can play pitch with them, and we can have fun, but, and I can show them how to grip a baseball, how to catch a baseball, how to field a baseball, how to throw a baseball, and there is a way to teach all that. I can show them how to do all that, but until they take that and get over here in the game into the land of Canaan, into the land of merchanting and trading until they get over here into that land, they will never really have understanding of how it works. So many Christians are standing over here on the other side of the Jordan. They hadn't even gone and got the real specific knowledge they need. And they're looking over there and they're hearing, hearing Billy Epperhart over there talk and say, man, you got to come on out of Egypt. You got to come on out of the wilderness land. You got to wade into the water a little bit until the waters divide. You got to get on and walk by faith and then get over here in the game and start developing some understanding so you know what to do. Watch this. Wait, wait. And then most of the time, we think if we take the step, it's too much of a risk. Watch this. What happens to lottery winners? Lose the money. What happens to Christians who've only lived off of manna? Any kind of blessing come to them, what's going to happen to it? It's going to dissipate. It's going to disappear. The challenge I have for you tonight 
is we have to change our mind. Now, this is different for me. If any of you heard me teach, I've never stood up here and not used PowerPoints. I've never stood up here and not really taken you line by line. But this is something I want to get out of, and I'm going to land the plane with this because I want you to understand it's knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. You have to develop, and watch this, the reason uh, some people get, they're over here on the other side of the Jordan living off of manna. Watch this, watch this. Asking God for wisdom on what to do to, to prosper and to be blessed. And they hadn't even taken the time to develop knowledge they need to know how to do what it is they need to do. And you tell them to, people come up to me all the time, all over the world, say, Billy, I got $1,000 to invest. What should I invest in? If you have $1,000 to invest, you ought to invest in yourself. So you know what to do. And then you can invest in yourself. You got to take the knowledge and apply it. That's where understanding comes from. Then when understanding, you begin to understand the speed of the game, how quick the ball comes. You start understanding how to move, how to maneuver. Then when you get over here, you get into wisdom. And when you get into wisdom, you know what to do most of the time before the ball's ever hit. I used to watch Greg Maddox for the Atlanta Braves. How many of you remember him? Come on now, I'm going to talk to you. Now, I know that some of the ladies know what I'm talking about. But he was a pitcher. He was not a real big physical specimen, but he could throw the baseball. And my son and I would watch Greg Maddox. Now, I'm on point. You don't think I am, but I am. We'd watch Greg Maddox, and he knew every batter. He had studied every batter coming up. He knew their tendencies. He knew their weaknesses. And Brant and I would kind of play off each other. He was in high school, and Maddox was a right-hander. I was a left-hander. But Maddox would throw the ball. And he would intentionally walk a guy, two outs, we got two outs. He would intentionally watch the next guy or he would pitch all around him because he knew how he could hit. Now, he wasn't waiting for the ninth hole batter. He just knew the tendency of the batter two, two batters later. And Brant and I would bet in our living room, right, or in our family room, our cave, and he would, he would walk this guy and then he would pitch around the next guy and we would bet. I said, watch this, he's going to... He, He's waiting for this guy to come up. He's going to get him to ground to shortstop. Two outs. And he would throw this exact, uh, what we call sinker. He would throw a sinker. The guy ground out to first and they're out of the inning. And everybody was upset who didn't know baseball that Maddox had pitched around two batters coming up, but he knew what the other guy was going to do. So he was looking two or three moves ahead before he ever made a move. When it comes to making money, and it comes to the blessing and increase in our life of what God wants to bring, God wants to bring you into your own land. And the real prosperity that God has for you is in the land he has for you. Do you understand that? So the Bible said they prospered in the land of Canaan, that place of merchandising or tradesmen. Now I think Bill Bronchek put 95 and 5 up there today in the general deal. Now, this is the first time I've ever done one like this in one of our conferences. I've never done it at Karis like this, meaning in a business conference. But I decided tonight I was, I, I'm going to throw some stuff out there to you. I have all kinds of slide presentations I could have taught you tonight. But I want, I want to encourage you, and I want to pray for you, and encourage you to, for, God, for you coming out of this weekend that you recognize the land that God has for you. You recognize the place 
where God is going to bring you into the land so that the produce of the land you can eat from is increase in blessing and God has a land for you in your life. Now tonight as I pray for you, my wife and I have come through different cycles in our life of what this all looks like, right? And the reason I share that with you is because every one of you are in a different place. But I want you to hear me tonight. God prospers you in the land he has for you. So when David said, my, my, my lines or my boundaries have fallen to me in, in different places, last night, Lance talked about the metron or the measure that Paul talks about. I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And Paul said, I won't move beyond the measure. I won't move beyond my measure. God has a measure for you in finance and increase, but ladies and gentlemen, the challenge is, is too many people are over here still looking in the Jordan and they're happy just with manna. There has to be a holy dissatisfaction that comes on the inside of you that God has more for you in your life and the purposes of God in your life to cause you to get there. And one of the things I want to tell you about this is you can't be afraid of failure or you can't feel like a failure just because something doesn't happen right. Listen, I'm talking to people in the body of Christ. We need at least 10% of you to rise up and say, I'm going to go into my land. If we can get 10% of the Christians in the body of Christ today in this nation to rise up and say, I'm going to move into my land, we'll move into the Microsofts and the Googles and the other places that God at. We'll move in and we'll start taking possession in the money mountain and then the finances and the increase that God has for us will come. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.